I am there, sir. Uh, I think we still have Mr. Ira, too, but he's uh, working on getting the judge on. Yeah. I was thinking he... Oh, no. Oh. Ira, you with me? Oh, okay. We, we got here. Come the judge. We all here. Okay. Rona's going to call me back. Okay. That's okay. But uh, this is the day after. The day after.
on Kwanzaa. But before we get into that, I just want to say, um, if you remember Abe Sabastein, he was the founder of the Harlem Globetrotters. And you remember that tune, Sweet George Brown? Oh, yeah. Everybody remembers that. And then we had Open the Door Richardson. Oh, let me modify that. No, Open the Door Richard. It's cold outside. Now we're going to be joined by our co-host and the people we have scheduled and the people who are at home. Hopefully, you got your distance, you got your mask on, but you can also either text or email your friends to tune in now to FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com, and our show is getting ready to start. And we want you to pay close attention to all this beautiful and valuable information that will be brought to you today. And we also on YouTube, we own uh, the website, we own Facebook, and we hopefully that we got your frequency connected. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. MC, I have a Rona Okay. Okay, so Kwanzaa, before we get into that, you know, I've been going round and round, and a lot of people, even though we talk about you guys, President Donald J. Trump, and some people have been throwing out hints. They said he's been pardoning everybody. It's not through yet. Why shouldn't he pardon? Our good friend, what is his name? Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. I want to know if you remember that. I met Bill Cosby in St. Louis when Bruce uh, Watkins of Freedom had met him in uh, Vegas, and they brought him here. And he told the people there at this gathering that if the people from Freedom Inc. would come up with $10,000, he would get them a I guess they thought he was jiving, because I don't know if they came up with the uh, 10000 But I also met a young lady, Jack, Jackie Compley, who eventually went to work for uh, uh, our good person, Bill Crosby. And we know he had the number one TV show in this city and other cities. So what we want to do is get back into the day's celebration and the week's celebration of Kwanzaa. Now, I want to turn that over to the Judge Rona and the other attorneys. It seems like this is the attorney world today. Thank you, Timothy. Uh, I know we do have uh, a meeting on the uh, line. I want to talk more about the celebration uh, that we're having this week. I know that it's going to be virtual this time at uh, twitch.tv slash E-D-U-F-K-C. But I want Nikki to talk more about that. I want to say I just joined um, the, the motorcade celebration and I loved it. I love going through the city and seeing all the people um, who were simply amazed by the motorcade and who threw their little fists up when I threw my fists up. And the kids that were outside, it's a beautiful day here in Kansas City. 
to hear the outside playing. And so I really enjoy that and hope the Black United Front continues to motivate um, even after the pandemic. Mickey, you there? Uh, I'm here, and uh, I've already got it. Yes, sir, Mickey Dean. How are you doing? Uh, some of the hosts uh, on some of the nights of people 
Kirk, uh, studies at California State University. Um, I know it started because of the riot, um, wanting to heal um, our community and wanting to uh, celebrate our our ancestors. Um, can you tell us more about uh, the history? Um, it well, it was started in, in 1966. Uh, Melania Green was given credit for it. Uh, but, but there, there, was, there was really a, a group of people that really uh, uh, developed the whole concept of Kwanzaa and made it into a, a, a national event, although Kareem uh, gets the credit. There's the word called Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is a, uh, it's a Kipahiti word, which is a, 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 a language that's uh, primarily East Africa. And uh, it means first, a uh, first group. So it's a celebration. There, there are many cultures that celebrate the first group of the year. And on the African continent, that, that occurs uh, this time of year. So it's a celebration of first fruits. And it involves the seven principles. Now, we, we pay attention more than anything to the principles because because the principles are sort of a guide for black people to live by. This is a black holiday. I mean, I, I understand that other people come to our events, but this is really an African holiday, and it's, and it's basically for, uh, for black people. And uh, it's a key. Are the first seven and uh, are the inclusive sovereignty of the And tonight, of course, is uh, unity, symbolism, and then it goes from there. Uh, tomorrow night will be self determination, which is Kuti Chagalia. The third night will be Athena, which is collective work and responsibility. After that is Bujima, which is cooperative economics, and then Mia, which is purpose, Kuumba. Uh, this is creativity, and then the final uh, principle of the Google Sabbath is reminded to change faith. So there's, there's, a, there's going to be an event uh, every year, but, but to us, these are principles that we should be following all year anyway. And uh, so that's the significance of Kwanzaa. And the, uh, and I, I actually was, I saw that Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, is in the public handle, Panara. Panara. I saw that down at AC Divine. It was wonderful. Um, can you tell us uh, which candles will be lit today? Well, the the uh, the the, uh, the first candle that's going to be lit is the red candle. The Kamara is made of seven candles. At the top is the black candle. On the uh, on the left side of three green candles, and on the right side, I'm sorry, on the left side of the red candles, on the right side of the green candles. And each night, a candle is lit starting on the far end on the red. On the uh, red side, so we like that candle on the first night. Second night, we alternate and go to the. I'm sorry, we stay on the uh, on the on the red side and, and, and all all uh, light next candle, and then we go to the green side. And of course, the final day, the uh, the candle in the middle of the white candle. So that's that's sort of that part of the celebration. And what does um, the traditional harvest include? Um, I normally get like nuts and fruit. Are there any particular foods that um, we use for the celebration? Well, usually in the in the traditional uh, setup, you'll see fruit, you'll see corn, uh, you'll see nuts, uh, and I think that's basically it. There is a, uh, I, I think there may be some guidelines in terms of particular fruit that's used, but it's mostly uh, things like maybe ears of corn, maybe. Uh, uh, you may see a pumpkin in, in a lot of cases, you'll see fruit. So that's, that's basically it. Don't eat, uh, <laughs> no, 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 don't eat. 
one class E, uh, Black of Law, and then uh, South, North uh, South Rock Candy. He's one of the local up and coming hip hop young men. He's got a group called Mr. Very Good. And there's a new black city, really, which was kind of a strange way of saying New Black City. But anyway, they're going to perform, and of course, all this is pre recorded, but that's going to be. Uh, okay, the 31st, you've got, uh, you've got the American Jazz Museum down there at 18th and Vine hosting that one uh, to do some programs, a documentary about the black migration uh, to Kansas City. Yeah, uh, since we've been uh, at the United of course, the American Jazz Museum have always had a place, and of course, their nights have always uh, been the jazz performances. Uh, because it's worked, they're going to do this uh, 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 documentary on the migration and how that migration uh, contributed to the culture, helped in a culture sense. And of course, uh, they, they, they'll, they'll also be doing the jazz performances. So that's the uh, American Jazz Jam. They've been a partner since the past hundred since we started, of course. Yeah, and then you're going to, like, you're going to wrap everything up on January 1st, which happens to be my birthday. <laughs> with uh, KKFI 
as well as podcasting. So we want to be sure that we can include not only Kansas City, but St. Louis, Ferguson, and that we all online the world. And as long as I've been knowing you, attorney, Mickey Dean, you've always been in that. And the other thing is, we cannot take blackness away from you because you inspire all of us. I think the judge was asking if South people can reach you. Or do you have any final statements for our listening audience? No, I just encourage everybody to, to participate. Uh, you, can, you can sit at home in your pajamas. You don't have to get up uh, and come down to the gym area. So hopefully people will take advantage. Like I said, the, 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 uh, the, the uh, violence is a, it's a, it's a curse, but, you know, like I said, there's a silver lining there. And that uh, now people all over the country have, can have an opportunity to participate. And I just hope people take advantage of that. Well, the judge always say, uh, wear your mask. Yeah, and, and uh, Martina, this is just, don't, don't consider it just dragging me away. I'm, I'm glad to do it. Anytime I can promote uh, what we're doing, I mean, I'll take that opportunity to do it. So uh, this is this is not uh, in position at all. Oh, just one other thing I do want you to talk about, Mickey. Um, I know that Mickey just wrote an article. I, I read a little bit of it. Um, and he's been writing some articles, and he's been promoting a position about reparations. And the one thing that I read in your article, but I was very surprised at, uh, you talk about the wealth gap, which we all know that there's an increase in the poor versus the rich gap as far as economics are concerned. But one of the statistics that you had in there was really surprising to me. Um, if you wanted to make any type of a statement or any information that you want to provide regarding that issue, this would be the time to do it. We can't get into politics, but this, I think, is beyond politics into culture and race and, and economic issues. Um, in your article, you had the average net worth of families in there. For the black family, the average net worth is $11,000. For the average white family, it is $141,900. And I was a little taken back by that because I, I do know that it's a whole lot of aspects in every culture and every company that you have versus criminal justice or businesses, corporate, and even housing and health that African-Americans fail worse most of the time, or last most of the time, and, and a lot of categories dealing with, you know, disproportionality of uh, and negative impacts of, you know, criminal justice, of uh, less, longer sentences, less wages, as far as uh, getting paid is concerned, uh, more difficulty and less promotion in jobs as far as management is concerned. But I, that was a, one of the statistics that I actually was surprised by I had not seen. Well, what you want to say about that at this time? Well, like, like you said, you, you are looking at the local reparations initiatives that we started. Uh, it's basically a coalition with our organization, like the United States, but it also includes uh, the Urban League, um, uh, SGLC. Both of those organizations have taken positions, and national organizations have taken positions in support of reparations. The nation of his arm is involved, uh, St. Joseph's uh, in the NAACP, and it may be one or two others. The wealth gap education is, is actually the, the median, the median being, you know, uh, that's the same number of us in the most, the average of the median, it would be even more skewed 
But that's because you have so many super wealthy people that, that sort of skew uh, the average. So that's why yeah. you seen is, is, is uh, a, a good example. And you're right. I mean, the uh, average uh, wealth for a white is 10 times that for black. And, 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 and the other thing that I've read in that article is that the traditional program that is whether it's affirmative action, diversity, whatever, uh, enterprise zone, the prediction is that if, if that's what we do, it will take uh, over 200 years for white descent white in terms of uh, wealth. And so that's why we think there has to be a significant intervention and reparations we think that intervention should be. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, we talked about reparations. People think you're crazy, but now, you know, more and more people are talking about reparations. We had some of the Democratic candidates talk about reparations during the primaries. There have actually been some cities, a few cities, in a past reparations ordinance. And so we're working on that here in Tennessee. We just get started. It's going to be a tough fight uh, because we've got a lot of people in terms of their powers that just don't believe. Yeah. And it's not just about unpaid labor and slavery. I mean, if you not Can everybody speak up a little bit, please? Gee, Owens is with you. Okay, let me ask you this. First of all, 
you got an audience of people might not know what you're proposing to do. So we can follow up. We will uh, ask you different questions. But first, you set the stage on what is to be accomplished on your proposed development. So, so MT, uh, that's not a cup of tea question. And first of all, thank you very much for having me and Gigi on your show. We're very excited uh, with your support, and we're very excited to be part of the community. Uh, so right now, we basically own about two and a half city blocks of contiguous property uh, in the Truth Corridor. And we're very, very, very excited about, uh, we're in phase one right now, which is about $18 million of a all in total $140 million development that uh, incorporates uh, those buildings. We're, we're taking the historic buildings that's basically been vacant for about the last 45 years, and uh, we're re, uh, re, reinventing them. Uh, and by the way, reinventing is probably the wrong word, but uh, because we're basically taking them back to the way they were. And MC, here's what's exciting. About 65% of our LOIs currently are from minority participation. Uh, 25% of, in addition to that, 25% is non-for-profit. And of that 65% minority, a solid 50% of that is female-owned minorities. So we're extremely happy with the mix of, mix of uh, tenants that we have. And it is a multi-use, residential, very very little of that's residential. The bulk of that's commercial and office building. So You, you know, also, uh, uh, very excited now, am I to assume that area you saying, that's both sides of truth, right? East and west. And someone asked me about, that would include the old Firestone uh, building, right? Okay, so MC, we are... For the most part, on the east side of Truth, and it does absolutely include the old Firestone building. Which, when you see the uh, drawings, uh, you're going to be very excited. In the community, so we work closely with our uh, uh, residential homes association, and it's the Osage Trail Homes Association, and we are very much in lock sync with them, and uh, we we get along with them extremely well. The best part, one of the things that I'm most excited about is the what used to be Harry Reeves old building, the old Tycor building. And it, it makes us smile because one of the, what, and, and by the way, don't take this wrong, but one of the ugliest buildings on the block is absolutely the most beautiful building on the block. It's kind of like the girl that's that uh, was at prom without a date, and then when she showed up, everybody goes, oh, my God, who is she? She, This is a most beautiful building you've ever seen, but it was hiding behind somebody's 1970s, you know, rendition. But we've got that all taken off, and we're taking her back to 1950. So that's not Cinderella, huh? She is Cinderella. She is absolutely beautiful. The reason why I'm saying called right down the street on 31st and Forest was the old Walt Disney place. 
And so Disney is doing some real exciting stuff. They finally got a little bit of traction. And uh, by the way, I'll need to, I'm not sure how to get that information out to you guys, but Disney has its own website and they've gotten about three quarters of a million dollars of uh, funding behind them. And they're only about, they're, they're out there looking for the rest of that. But they're looking at building a technology facility inside that building. Well, I have my, uh, we don't have my website set up, but you can give it to our co-host and they can make sure we get that because we're very, at least I'm very excited and enthusiastic about what's going to take place there, not only with Harry Reeves, but also that whole area. And MC, when you... Uh, as soon as you get your website up, I have a link that I can send you that is an animated fly-through of the entire two-and-a-half uh, uh, two blocks of development, and I promise you it's going to blow your mind. Well, you know, you mentioned that. I want my mind wrong. I think he had run up to Facebook, run up to Twitter. And so I want to see all of that. I... Oh, so I'm going to need to see that before uh, my birthday, which is January 1st. That's what everybody. I have a daughter's birthday at New Year's Day, too. <laughs> okay, well, listen. The development is going to outshine uh, 18th and... I was going to introduce you, Miss D.C. And downtown, and downtown, where everybody's real excited. It's going to all get refocused up to on 31st and Truth. I can't wait, and trust me. Tim saying that it's going to be different. It really is. And you know how I am. I'm into the futuristic. That's the craze in me. And my birthday is February 5th. And before that time, you all will get to see that visual that he's mentioning. And you'll have to uh, send MC, make sure that you give her my number so she can send me her email address and the website information so we can make sure that that information is there for you all to see and share. Well, I know what the other, we got these. This was attorney day, it seemed like, and Rona and Martina, and we know that. Then you had Mr. Mickey Dean on there, and we know you're going to make sure when he mentioned the percentage for female contract, that I know you're on top of that, aren't you? And you, you better believe it. <laughs> that, what I was talking about was tenants. Okay, now... Okay. That's what I'm really excited about, and I'm probably most proud about. Now, by the way, this has been a very difficult hole. But Ms. Gigi Owens and Michael Hughes have been working with me. We are running about 65% registered minority MBE, WBE companies on the project. Yeah. That's very good. Wait, wait, wait. Check this out. 50% of those are union MBE, WBE companies. Woo! Because I mean, know that, you know, unions have that many people available to get. Well, they, always, they always, to me, cry, well, we got to take the first person off the bench and you can't go by um, race. That's what they always say. Well, so, so here's I, what's unique. Wait, wait, wait. You got a good point, and that's a very good point, but let me tell you what's unique about our project. And if anybody goes down there, they'll see the scaffolding and the flag. They'll know exactly where you're at. But what's unique about our project, it's, it's about 440,000 square feet. But 
one building is 12,000 square feet, the other building is 14,000 square feet, the other building is 30, 35, the other building. My point being is it doesn't take a huge firm to handle this. It takes a high professional, high quality professional firm. And I am very excited to tell you we've got some fantastic MBE, WBE companies working for us. We cannot be any more thrilled than where we are today. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you mind if we bring another uh, friend of you guys on, uh, Mr. Al Wine, to bring him on this program? Absolutely. Come on with it. Ira, give him a call. While you're giving him a call, somebody else shoot a question at us real quick. Okay. So, oh, oh, wait a minute now. You mean our two calls? I know they got some questions for you. Cannot get more excited about being where I'm at. 
So Kansas City's been very good to me. I'm going to try to return that favor to them. Let me pick it back off of that. You said that's your homeless and other. Well, my daughter has uh, used an acronym, said my wife's name is Yuma. That stands for United Minority Media Association. So when I go out and, and talk to people, I said, let me run it by my wife first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, uh, Judge, I know, Rona, do we have Mr. Al Wine on the line yet? I'm here. He's here. You're so quiet, man. Let me ask you, we're talking about all this beautiful proposed development. What about your your workforce? I know that anytime people doing things of this nature, they bring in, I have to shout out local 264, the labor's called, they normally go on a project at the beginning and the ending. So I don't know how your workforce made up, what type of people you'll be looking for. We'll be looking for people in construction. We'll be looking for people that do planning and marketing and those areas. And I'm excited to hear you guys talk about this stuff, and I'm just delighted to hear the story that was just told about the various companies that are under this gentleman here. And I think that the, uh, from what I've seen in the project, I think this is an outstanding opportunity uh, to take advantage of here in Kansas City, and I can't wait to... Uh, uh, share my expertise in terms of making this happen because I think that the, the focus is, is, is right and the people doing it are right for the time. You know, they have a lot going on in truth. Uh, the United Minority Media Association, I guess I can throw these figures out, they're working on two projects. The, the current one is uh, renaming the Truce Lake into the Martin Luther King Lake. And my understanding, they got about 250-something plus uh, people signed petition and more. And even our listeners today, based on that particular component, they, they list about uh, 25. I think we should have 125. So uh, the people, this is Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com. And we will have to have a continuation. We're not through because I'm excited about that because one of the upfront goals not only to get that lake renamed, but also Truce Avenue and the Martha Luther King Avenue, because that is a business district. There's so many exciting things going there, and every day you read about something about Truce. We know how Truce got its name, and I think that, I don't think, I know that our uh, judge, how did, uh, how did that, who, what name was that? How did how they get the name of judge? Oh dear. Um, okay, I just bring all my paperwork with me. Um, and however, um, back in 18, I think it was 1859, uh, there was a doctor that came here. Uh, he was from Belgium and uh, worked on setting up Kansas City. Kansas City wasn't developed until then, and he was on the board of trustees. He helped develop the first newspaper, and so that was uh, Dr. Fruit. And um, he helped develop Kansas City. Helped up the um, avenue, and it turned into what they called Millionaire's Row because there were so many nice houses that were there, and that's where all the uh, rich people built their homes. Um, at, after uh, he died, and they named the street Street Avenue, um, then we had some issues where it became a dividing line in Kansas City, unfortunately. 
Um, and because of the, some of the things that were done, the covenants that were done that prohibited African Americans from uh, moving to the plaza, Jewish people from living on the plaza, um, then um, we, that it became a dividing line where they were African Americans on one side on the east side versus uh, white individuals on the west side, and uh, that became a dividing line between the rich and the poor and the uh, whites and the blacks. And um, it, it was kind of unfortunate. And so that's kind of how it got developed um, back in the day. I don't have all my notes in my Well, that's okay. You're doing great. And I, I know that we're going to have to continue this show because we can't get everything in, but uh, that's Jesse Clyde Nichols. He was the one who was uh, inspired the millionaire role and what. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen and listeners? He is buried, he and his wife, at 6901 Truce. That is the east of Truce in Forest Hill Cemetery. And we can, I know Gigi, uh, I know all of you, uh, Gigi, when I met Gigi, she had been over in Germany. It seemed like I got a little thing with people knowing about Germany all of a sudden. But uh, go ahead, let's... You guys talk. Let's talk about this development, what we want, what you can do, and what we should do, and we'll work with you, okay? Hey, we're so excited. I'm going to let Gigi talk a little bit, and then I'm going to wrap it up for you, because it sounds like, if I'm right, we only have about six more minutes, MC. Is that right? Yeah, but we'll continue uh, at another day, because this is exciting. It depends on my uh, judges, uh, my co-hosts and everything. I don't think they have a problem with But go ahead. Well, I just want everybody to get behind this project, and these will be the reasons. One, it's a wonderful opportunity to finally see truth get developed. Two, we're in the hood. This is known as the neighborhood, but this is the hood. This is one of the greatest developments that have happened in this area, and I'm 64. I haven't seen anything actually happen in the neighborhood in all these years other than the new police station and some grocery stores, which is not a development that's going to help build up and pull people out of poverty. Number three, we, on this project, this is the most uh, minorities of people of color I've seen work on the project. And number four, we need to get behind it because we need redevelopment in this area. And this is one of the greatest projects that everybody's going to see happen in this area probably in the next 50 years. And MC, let me tell you this. So we've got multiple programs going on. Uh, Miss GD and uh, Mike um, is working on this. A lot of our kids right now are off that first step program. We're running through what we call the 4TKO program for the King. And um, these are kids that, you know, for lack of better words, did not have a very good opportunity as a young person and and by the way that would be put it mildly and what we're doing is we're we're embracing them and we're putting them in training after hours so not only are we providing them a job but we're providing them a future through skilled labor and uh, they get to choose whatever contracting uh, option they want whether it be say pipe fitting, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, 
and our subcontractors are embracing these kids. Uh, we're putting them through a program uh, after hours to help them with uh, their financials. We get them off the street. We put them off the apartment. We put them in the housing. We, uh, we really do what I call the wraparound services. So, you know, there's a lot to say about getting MBE, WBE going. But what I'm most proud of is what we're doing with our youth in the inner city, getting them off the street, getting them off the drugs, getting them out of fighting the daily fight of just surviving and giving them a hope in the future. Let me tell you something. I have three kids that actually got married to their baby's mama. <laughs> and they are now married off the streets, living together. And see, that's a hell of a story. And we're going to redefine how you do con contracting in the Midtown. Okay, you know, uh, we're talking about between now and the next three weeks, we want to have you back. The reason why I say between now and the next three weeks, we have a special project we're supposed to get with, with the people who also are developing the Western Baptist Seminary. They have 10 acres down on 22nd and Tracy. And we have promised them to bring them back. But all this works together because we're talking about all the guys getting, and ladies, getting people involved and building their own community. Hey, MC, why don't I bring a couple of my boys on for you? Dude. That's okay. I'll clear through my uh, co-host. Co-host, is that okay? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> hear, it directly, hear it directly from them. And, and you're going to find that I'm, I am hard love. <laughs> you mess up, you're going to know it. But, but we do love you. <laughs> yeah, some, that, hey, these kids have seen some shit that, frankly, I don't know how they get out of bed at day. I mean, they have seen some tough times. But let, let's work with them. Let's give them a chance. Let's give them a hope. And our development is based, is fully funding this. We're not asking for money from anybody. We just believe in we believe in it, and it, it's our obligation to the community. Like I said, between now and the next two or three weeks, we'll have you back on. I just need to check because we have promised uh, Doctor uh, Karen Curls with her project. Her project. Um, and also, she's involved with the guy from St. Louis. So as soon as they tell me their date, I know how to get in touch with it. Anybody else have anything that they want to say? No, I just think it's great that we're developing in the inner city. It's about time. There's so much uh, that we can do with a lot of those buildings to rebuild them into their old glory and, and to utilize uh, different things in the, in the inner city that really could support people. And I, I'm glad that we're finally getting some projects going in that area. Like Richard Pryor would say, how long? Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. Okay. Uh, anyone else? I'm just happy to hear that they are using um, black labor and um, black firms. I'm, I'm always um, happy here that we are putting dollars back into our communities. Yeah, we're very excited about that. Thank you very much. 
I think they got an enforcer, Al Weiner. He's, he's off the quad. That wouldn't let him talk, and I know we're about to go off the air. Al, you have some uh, something to say before we leave? I think that everyone has, uh, has, has said what I was thinking and I've been thinking about for some time, and that's just my MO. But I want to make a conviction in terms of, of allowing young people to gain equity in the society and to rebuild their lives because, like, as, as uh, the gentleman said, you know, we can't walk a mile in the shoes at the uh, homes that they're presently in. And to be able to offer them an opportunity uh, uh, and, 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 and to grow people, to grow people, I think this is what uh, really motivates me, growing people and creating a synergy between uh, business and the community that there's a trust that's being built. I'm excited about that. Before we close, who is Al Weiner that other people might not know? <laughs> He's just a very humble servant that uh, got his break at uh, on Truce Avenue of all places. 5225 Truce was my address when I came here in the late 1960s as a student athlete. At, uh, at all boys college, Rockhurst College, which is now Rockhurst University, and having to be the only black athlete on the campus. And uh, living on Truce and uh, uh, working uh, at Mike's Tavern, which is no longer there on Truce, and uh, seeing the changes and seeing, and being part of the, uh, uh, of the process and, and understanding what we're talking about when you talk about that dividing line, having lived it myself. Okay, we're going to really make something happen then. And want to thank Mr. Scott Owen for being our gracious engineer. And Ira, I know you can't uh, let us leave without you saying something. No, I, you know, I've just been enjoying the program. And just by keeping in contact, anytime we hear of black opportunities for black people who have to have black or work to be part of the community, and myself, I'm a developer myself. Uh, in the St. Louis area, and I'm building you know, 20 some homes, and it's nothing more exciting than, than to restore a project and watch it come to fruition, and watch it come, and every day you got to see what you can store. So it's so much fun. I understand about how Tim feels about something that you love doing, and it's always really done, really done well. Thank you, and I can say this Miss Gigi Owen, love her from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and we'll be sure to turn on to until your friends. All they have to do is go to Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com, and we got a podcast. We're going to work out a simulcast, simulcast with KKSI so we can reach all. Well, first, we're all online, so we'll, we'll be seen and heard from all over the world. Thank you, guys, and have a, before we close, don't go out. Don't get too much champagne. And whoever got the mistletoe, when we come back, it should be New Year's. Thank you very much. Hey, and thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Okay, and uh, Judge, let me know as soon as you wrap. Thank you. Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. 